You are listening to the Manfulness Podcast. I'm your host, Hamish Kramer. My mission here is to help create a more mindful man, a man that can express himself, can explore a deeper level of himself, become more balanced, become more conscious, and just create a better version of masculinity. I want to help the everyday man explore ideas of personal growth, spirituality, relationships, purpose, and love in a way which is simple, safe, and understandable. So I thank you for listening. Hello, beautiful people. It is a cold day in Melbourne, Australia. Winter has definitely hit us, and I'm really struggling to acclimatize to this cold weather. I can't complain. We had a good summer. It was very warm this summer for us, but the winter, cold wind has hit, and I'm struggling over here. Anyway, I hope you're well wherever in the world you are. Today, I want to talk about relationships, because we just had our Sisterhood Immersion Day where we had a bunch of women from around the world from our coaching group that my wife runs. And, uh, you know, each time we do that, we have a particular theme. And this theme was relationships. And, you know, we pick relationships, you know, we kind of get a gauge of where the group is at. You know, we'll go through the posts and go through the comments and just kind of get a feel for what people need right now. And so much was coming up for relationships. So we had a relationship day And me and Erica sat down and really wanted to bring something a little bit different or add to some of the modules that we already have in the sisterhood program that could help a lot of our clients with their relationship. And I thought after having that day, you know, this is great information for our ladies, but what about the men? What about the dudes? You know, they're the other side of this coin. So they could benefit from some of these principles and how to improve their relationship. And From my years of working with men, you know, relationship really is the number one thing I think that causes us the most amount of stress and the most amount of worry. And I feel like in most cases, men are a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to relationships or maybe it's not a priority for us until it becomes a problem. So I thought, why not do some podcasts? And what I'm thinking of doing is a series here relating to the information that we talked about and some of the tools that we talked about in Immersion Day for Sisterhood. So there were, so what, what we came up with is five principles, right? Five principles for a better relationship, five principles for, to, to improve the things that are going on in your relationship or at least some things to consider or look at. Um, they may not heal your relationship fully, you know, they may not be be all an end-all cure, but it might at least give you some sort of a framework to maybe have a look at it, maybe to identify where there is some problems, because that can be the hardest thing, right, in a relationship when we're up close to it. It can be really hard to take a step back and really understand what the problem is here and what's really going on. So... Yeah, so we came up with five principles. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a podcast on each one of these principles because I think they're really important and they're by no means the be-all and end-all, but they're just, I guess, they're things that me and Erica have used to improve our own relationship. Um, And we have a great relationship. And when I say great relationship, it's not because we don't have any arguments or fights or anything like that. I think what makes our relationship so great is that we have a good foundation to build that we work off. Plus, we've got some really great tools on how to 
interact with each other when there is a disagreement or an argument. And I think it's normal. I think it's normal to have arguments and disagreements in a relationship. I think it's healthy. But what often happens is the people in the relationship maybe don't know how to benefit from those fights or from those arguments or they become violent or negative or destructive, right? So I think a bit of friction is a good thing in a relationship, provided there's a really great communication around it and you both benefit from it. And I think me and Erica have done that really well. So what I want to do is list off all the five principles that we're gonna, I'm going to talk about and I'm going to do a podcast on each of them and go into, the, into a little bit more depth. So the five principles that we found really help a relationship is, number one, understanding the expectation versus reality. And I'm going to talk about that in today's podcast. Number two, finding understanding and empathy. Number three, establishing or cultivating at least confident communication. Number four, knowing what your values or what you value in a relationship. And number five, consequences and boundaries, which is probably my favorite. Now, there may be guys listening to this who are single. And let me tell you, it's just as important on whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship or you're between relationships. It's also important not just for intimate relationships, but these are really great principles for relationships you might have with friends or your parents or work colleagues, right? These things, aspects of these principles will benefit any type of relationship. But specifically, I want to talk about intimate relationships because I think that's what is the most important in many of our lives and, and, and causes us, like I said, the most grief and also brings us the most amount of happiness. So I'm going to do a podcast on each. But today, I really want to talk about principle number one, which is expectation versus reality, right? And so what do I mean by that? Well, what, what, we, what I've seen, and this has been for me and Erica's relationship as well as all the people that we've worked with, there is a big divide between what is real, what is actually happening and who this person is in the relationship and the expectation of who that person is or what a partner should be. I'll give you an example. So often when we get into a relationship, and I think maybe it's, it's, it's probably best demonstrated by the, the beginning phases of a relationship. You know, you meet somebody and you think they're beautiful and amazing and lovely and all these wonderful things. And we kind of get a persona or a, an ideal, the ideal of who this person is. And maybe to some part, we fall in love with that idea. We think that they're wonderful and they're flawless and we just adore them. And we kind of freeze frame that particular type of ideal. And then as we go along with the relationship, maybe we start to learn that that person, as human as they are, have their own flaws and, and have their own imperfections. And in that causes a divide because we are now have fallen in love with our ideal. And, and that ideal is most of the times our own fault, right? And slowly this person starts to show us more and more who they are. And we are frustrated and angry because we're in love with the ideal. And this person now is not presenting themselves as this version that we thought they were. And that's where sometimes conflict can start. And off, more often than not, instead of sitting down and really working through those changes, most couples end up just fighting, 
or trying to control or manipulate the other person in order for them to be the ideal. Or maybe we become resentful now because they're not who we thought they were. And that can end up to the relationship falling apart. Or if it's done well, it can really lead to really understanding what those expectations are, all those ideals, all that model, and seeing whether they're true or not. And, and this is what I really want a lot of my men, because I, I see them do this a lot. And maybe I don't think it's, it's spoken about a lot in men's circles. It's women talk about it a lot. I think women, when they come towards a relationship, they kind of really, maybe they know kind of what they want in a man. It's the whole funny thing about their relationship checklist. He needs to be this, he needs to be this, he needs to do this, he needs to be this way. Men kind of have, sorry, women have a lot of these kind of red flags when they're going out or dating a guy. And I really feel like men don't, <laughs> right? I think men are very simple when it comes to their choosing of a partner in relationships. And I think that can be to their detriment. I really do. I think that can be to their detriment. And I know some. I know there's a famous saying that men love with their eyes, and I, and I think it's really true. I think when men go out, I think they're first overwhelmed by the beauty of a woman right? And I think there's a part of us that kind of falls in love with this beauty. I think we kind of become lovestruck with the feminine, the feminine energy, this kind of goddess, to use a better word. We're kind of intoxicated by women, um, by their look, by the way they smell and their hair and the way that they dress. I'm not sure if many women know this, but it's, it's, it's so attractive to a man, obviously, right? We, we, we're drawn in by a woman's appearance. And um, I think a lot of attraction for us, and I'm sure for women as well, but I speak from a man's perspective, so much of our attention goes towards that first, right? And so I think what can happen in a lot of relationships is men kind of put women in this kind of beauty goddess role or this or perception very early on. And I think it kind of stops there for, for most men. I think, um, look, maybe it's biological. Maybe it's biological that we find the most beautiful women or the most loving and nurturing women or the personalities that we like the most and we just kind of go for that one or the most popular girl, I'm not sure. And if it's an innate part of us to kind of conquer that or to own that. I, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, I, but I think once we do get her, so to speak, I kind of think that's where it ends for men. And I don't think they do much further research or further evaluation on whether the relationship is good or not, or whether this girl or this woman is the right woman for me. Because I think once there's the attraction part of it, I think for most men, we think that's pretty much it. And the rest of it can be worked out. And I, and I know many of my own mates and friends throughout the years have ended up with girls, sorry, women, they've, they've dated women, that they've ended up getting engaged and getting married. And I think they kind of just go along with that. And I don't know whether they've, they actually take the, the time to go, okay, is this someone that I want to get married to and have kids and a family with? Do we share the same values? Do we communicate well? All these kind of things. I, I don't know a lot of men that go through that kind of process in a relationship, I think what ends up happening is they just kind of go with the flow. And I think going with the flow sometimes gets men to end up in places that they don't want to be. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Manfulness Podcast. If this episode has ignited something inside of you and you're ready for the next step, then I highly encourage that you check out my one-on-one coaching program. I've got two brand new programs that have started up for 2022. One is the Inside Man program, and this is eight sessions where I sit with you and we deep dive into looking at your thoughts and your mindset, looking at our feelings and our emotions and learning how to release them. And then finally, creating an action plan and a milestone plan so we can get you thriving in your life. The second program that I've got going is Breathfulness, which is another eight-session program where we go through the powers of breath work. We show how we can heal your body, reduce stress, find profound deep states of meditation, as well as gain clarity in your life and help you visualize a beautiful future. So if if you're interested in any of those programs, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or you can go to the link in my bio and check out more information there. And I and I totally think it's the it's our fault. It's our fault because I think we like we said, we get to that attraction, that conquering stage, we get the girl. And then I think a lot of men don't do much more work on the relationship than that. And so it comes back down to this idea of expectation versus reality. So there is an expectation there of who this woman is. And then slowly the reality of who the person is once our rose-colored glasses have been taken off. But by that time, I think for a lot of men, they're now many years into the relationship and maybe they're married and maybe there's kids and maybe there's house and, and there's more things, more complications into the relationship. And I don't think a lot of men know how to get themselves out of that situation besides divorce or maybe cheating or, or doing something or, or just being numb to the relationship, you know? And I, and I just, I don't think that's a, it's obviously not a great place to be. It's not what relationships are about. I mean, relationships for me is really about being with someone that brings out the best in you that and you bring out the best in them that you're a team that you're both respecting the individual but you also come together as a team and you're better because you are together so those are a couple of things that i think a relationship is about and i don't think a lot of men have that ideal or have that understanding going into a relationship i think they just think about partnering up this also extends to right non-intimate relationships. I had a particular client of mine that was having an issue with his mum and he was really hurt with his mum because his mum wasn't fulfilling the ideals of what a mum should be according to him, which is, you know, most of us understanding of what a mum is is she's loving and she's nurturing and she's caring. And his mum never really displayed those kind of traits ever. And he was just angry at her because she wasn't. And when we looked at the reality of it, when we go, okay, well, what is she, who does, how has she presented herself with all this time? She's never been that. So the question was, was asked, where did you get this ideals from? Where did you get this understanding of what a mum is? And he, and he really had to sit with that. And I think this is what, another thing that men need to do in their, in their relationships. Where do we get our ideals about what a woman should be, what a wife should be, what a partner should be? Where do they come from? Sometimes we have very high standards about who these people should be in a relationship, maybe especially when it comes to the role of mum 
mum should be this, mum should be that. But when it comes to our relationships, I notice with some men, maybe they don't have a lot of expectations when it comes to what a, what a woman should be. Or maybe their expectations are too high about what a woman should be. But instead of working from the expectation, I think we don't spend enough time understanding where these expectations come from and then what's the reality. I think we fall into this state of imagination that all women will end up like this and all women will be like this and all wives should be like this and all partners should behave this way. And then when they don't, we become resentful and the relationship really starts to break down. And I think what we need to do, not just as men, I think women, women do this as well, but I, I'm talking to the men here. I think what we really need to do as men is really look at where do these ideals come from? Why don't we look further than just attraction when it comes to picking a partner? What other things do we look at? What are the red flags for us? And has this person been showing us those red flags and we've just been living in the expectation or we've been living in the ideal or we've been living in, the, in this imaginary world? I used to have a partner that used to speak really badly to me, like use bad words. Like she would call me, you're a dickhead and you're stupid, you're this and you're that. And I remember in the beginning of the relationship, not addressing any of that. I was like, oh, you know, just, I just, I would let that go. And every time she would get angry and she was a lovely person, just every time she would get angry, she would use just really hurtful words. And I would let it slide. I would let it slide. And it would just, it would just build up resentment and anger inside of me. And I remember at one point, like just losing it, like losing my cool, getting angry at her and, and like, stop calling me these names. And she was like kind of shocked, right? Because she really hadn't realized that what she was saying was having such an impact on me. And after a while, we sat down and talked about it. I said, look, when you use those words, it, it really, it hurts me. And she's like, oh, okay, look, I'm really, really sorry. And then every now and then, she definitely started to change her behavior and didn't do it as much. But every now and then it would kind of, it would kind of spit out when she was really angry. And it was almost like now that she knew that that really hurt me, she kind of used that a little bit more in those situations. It was less frequent, but it was more directed, if that makes sense. And I got to a point where I realized, you know, this was not a relationship that I wanted to be with. Like I, this was something that I couldn't change with this person. And I was doing my best to, to talk to her, to try and change her. But this was something that was just in her or she didn't want to change. I'm not sure. And it was one of the things that it wasn't the main thing that we ended the relationship off, but it ended up being a really red flag for me. And when I look back at that relationship, she had always been that person. I just kept overlooking on that particular point and never really discussed it. And then even after I discussed it with her and it, it continued on, I didn't really bring it up again. And it really it destroyed the relationship from the inside out. And I probably stayed in that relationship longer than I should have because I'm a very loyal person. I don't, at that time, I didn't like conflict. I didn't like bringing up things that would start an argument. So again, when you don't want those words spoken to you, you kind of unconsciously try to avoid confrontation so that you don't be, you're not put in that position again. But it, it did, it really hurt my feelings and I didn't nip it in the bud. And I, and I, and I realized going into the next relationship that 
words are really important to me and they really are now. And what you say to your partner when you're angry means a lot because if you're really wanting to hurt that person and you use these really terrible words, it's a no-no for me. And I'm so glad that I went through that experience and understood that because as I went through following relationships and if they started to you know, do those kind of behaviors again, I was out or to have a discussion. And if the discussion didn't cause any change in them, I would be out. But it, it did put a damper on a relationship when that would be happened in the initial stages. I was more aware. So it wasn't just the, oh, I'm attracted to you. It was also like, how do they speak? How do they treat me? How do they treat me in front of their friends? How do they address me? All these kind of things. As I went through different relationships, I started to realize what's important, you know, what are the true expectations for me? And then what's the reality? What are, what are they doing in, in reality? What's the truth of the matter? Not what I'm wanting them to be, not wanting them I'm hoping they become, but what's the truth? And I think we can end a lot of suffering for ourselves if we can become at peace with reality and the expectation, like know what our expectations are and then be at peace with the reality that we're presented with, the truth. And it hurts, right? Sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth really hurts. But I think I would rather be hurt in the short term than live a lifetime of pain being in a relationship that I don't want to be. And I think what we need to do as men is really sit down with ourselves and look at what are our expectations in a relationship? Are they fair? Where do they come from? What should be our expectations? What do we want? What are the good ones? What are the bad expectations? What are the ones that aren't fair? And then look at our reality. What's the truth? Is that person actually showing us that they're that way or are they not? And really trying to use it as a fundamental for the relationships we get involved with and the relationships that we let go. So I hope this conversation starts something inside of you, a reflection I've got four more principles that we're going to go through in other podcasts, but I think it's really important that we, you know, look at this first. I think this is a big one and this is why it's number one, because I think the reality of our relationships is what can end suffering for us and what, what we really need to address. So I hope that helps. Let me know if that has stirred something into you and what would be something that needs to be changed or looked at in your life and in your relationships. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I would love to hear from you. So please tag me on Instagram at manfulnessmen. Um, Hit me up, DM me. I would also love a review on wherever you've listened to. And please, please subscribe so that you can get more of my updates, more of my podcasts coming through. And if you feel, please share it with another man who you think could benefit from today's episode.